Well, here we are, 2022. Whenever we saw numbers like this when we were much younger, we thought, oh my goodness, it's a sci-fi movie. 2022, a space odyssey. Just to go right to the core of where we want to go today, obviously this time of the year, typically we think of new beginnings and we think of what do I want to accomplish in this next year that I didn't accomplish last year? What is it that I want to possess this year that I didn't get possession of last year? And the list just goes on. So I ask you to ask yourself, what is it that I want? Do I want a better 22 than a 21? Do I want, and you can fill in the blank, do I want more of this certain thing than I had in 21? With all of that, it comes back to the reality is, the only way to get a better something is to become a better me. The focus is not on the circumstances or other people. The focus is on me. That's where most of us fail. We think about weight loss. I'm going to go on a diet. Some of you have already started, and some of you have already lost that battle. And we're only two days in. So you give up for the rest of the year? No. So it's about me. What am I going to do with me? Not what I'm going to do about my spouse, my children, my boss, my coworkers, my lack of money, my lack of whatevers. What am I going to do with me? Am I going to be a better me? When Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? Most of us have enough Bible knowledge to know how he answered now, again, you've got to understand the context. We're asking Jesus, we're asking God, what's the greatest commandment? So maybe we ought to pay attention. And as soon as we, if we don't already know the answer, as soon as we hear it, we think, oh, I already got that covered. But do we? Because when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? What was it? To love God with everything in us and love our neighbor just like we love ourselves. Now, we look at that and think, well, I got that. I know how to love people. But do we? And do we even know how to love ourselves? Because we love our neighbor as ourselves. You see, this thing is definitely layered then. Just by starting, we realize there's incredible depth here. That I, so let me just make a, a statement before we go to God's Word, which I want you to turn into Galatians chapter 5 with me. If Jesus' answer was definitely to love God and love my neighbor as myself, then we realize that the focal point is the word love. And if I want to have a better 2022, I need to master loving other people every day and in every way possible in this next year. How many of us think I already got that covered? No takers? Because this seems to be so simplistic, and yet it is extremely difficult to pull off. 
Those of us that have gone through planned diets, weight loss, we know that once you get into it, it's a battle. Your mind screams at you. Your stomach is growling. And all the social opportunities always end up if somebody wants to go out and eat a hamburger with you. Or they have desserts ready that you haven't had one of those in six months. And they're like, now you offer it? Why didn't you offer it last week before I started this diet? How many's with me? So when we talk about loving people, that is the hardest thing we'll ever do. People are hard to love. Turn to somebody next to you and say, he's talking about you. Those of you streaming, you're, I'm not letting you off the hook either. Stand with me as we read God's word together. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. I'm, I'm telling you, you'll want to underscore this passage. And you're going to say, how in the world have I overlooked this? It's been there all along. Verse 13 says, for you were called to freedom. Brothers, in other words, written to the house of God, written to believers. So ladies, you're involved here. You were called to freedom. <clears throat> Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, <laughs> serve myself. Oh, no, let me get my glasses. Serve one another. And look at verse 14. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You may be seated. Keep your finger right there at that page and put on your seatbelts. We're called to freedom. What a wonderful word. As Americans, we love that word. But what does it really mean? To be free. Many of us would say in the past couple of years, we know what it is to be free in the expression of, I'm no longer quarantined. I'm free to roam again. Can I? You've been on a diet and you're free to eat anything you want to eat again. Some have been incarcerated and you're free to roam again. You don't have to raise your hands. Free. What a, what a word. We are called to freedom. And in this, as we talk about the gospel and it frees us up, it is not, it is not a religious system with certain rules that have to be adhered to. This is what he's saying. And yet, at the same time, we are accountable, as Jesus said, to take up our cross and follow him. Wow. Did anybody get confused with that? Because here, here, here it is. Get ready. It's the great paradox. 
We are free to love everybody so that we may become a slave to serve one another. Let me say it again. We are free now to do whatever we want to do, but actually what it's doing is freeing us up to become a slave. How does that work? This is the gospel. It's about the one another's. It's easy to love God. How many's with me? Is it as easy to love one another as it is to love God? No. Because God is perfect. People aren't. Boy, it's quiet. Do we want to do this thing or not? Do we really want to be believers or not? Do we really want to honor God's word or not? Do we really want to be a witness or not? It all comes down to this. We are free, freed up, so we're no longer in bondage to other things. We are now set in position to serve one another. Oh, I know we don't like that word slave in today's culture, and yet this is really the rendering. I'm attached to you, and you're attached to me. I am subservient. The chiefest among you is what? Oh, don't be that quiet on me. Servant of all. We're used to this pyramid that we all start at the base, but as we climb in the industry, as we climb in the organization, we get up to that top spot, and yet the kingdom is inverted. We are to be servant of all. Wow. The paradox that if we're just doing devotional reading, we'll, we'll miss it. If we're just attending church every once in a while, we're going to miss it. But to the true disciple... Lord, I want to do whatever it takes to please you. I wonder if Paul was alive today and writing yet one more letter. This is the way my brain works. We have all these records of his, some of his letters that he wrote. These are in God's inspired word. If he was going to write one more letter to Grace Life Church, Marietta, Georgia, what would he put in it? Ooh. What would he write? What would he write in this present time? Knowing the culture, knowing what we're up against, what would he say to us? And I believe he would write to us exactly what he wrote here. To love one another. It's that thing that only the Spirit of God can do in our life to help us with. I mean, and let me rephrase that. The only way we can do it is by God's Spirit. To be consistent in loving one another. How many of us have talked about somebody else, and it's a good conversation. We're not, we're not badgering somebody. We're not involved in gossip. 
and you'll get talking to somebody about somebody else and you've met them and your comment to that other person is, boy, I just like him. I just, man, I just love her. And the way we do it today, love, love, love her. And we're not even talking about some romantic love. We're just talking about, I like being around this person. And how many times in those conversations has somebody come back, yeah, but I know the other side of them. I've seen them at times like this. I like the expression, you don't really know how to measure a person until you measure them in the crunch. Because anybody on the good day can be nice, but when the attack is on, what do we look like? Are you still with me out here? I mean, do we really want a better 22? There's only one way. I got to be a better me. And the only way I can be better me is to get this thing called love in my spirit. Let me put it another way. Look at verse 14 again. Verse 14 says, for the whole law, that's every bit of this. The whole law is what? It's fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes you'll see, Wayne, stand up. Turn around. What is that around your neck? Yeah. It's one of these. This is the image. This is the picture. This is what these people knew. You see, for us, our Bible today, we are so familiar with using the expression Old Testament, New Testament, one Bible. We know that the Old Testament in Judaism is known as the Tanakh. It's the law, right? And in that, now we have this visual expression known as a prayer shawl or a tallit. Well, it's just kind of ornate. It's pretty, isn't it? But what does it represent? This is the whole law. I'm going to address myself in it. I'm going to garment myself in it. I am going to wear God's law on my being. I know I drive these cameramen crazy when I get off the platform. See, if I just walked around in public like this, I don't even know what that is. And this is also in the culture we live in. They don't really know what we're all about until we start living it in such a way that it's visible. Oh, this will preach. And when they see the love of God in us, They don't necessarily come back and say, boy, he sure looks handsome today. She sure looks pretty today. But there's something different about how that person treats me and how that person walks and how that person communicates. They can't see this garment, but spiritually it is there. It is the whole law. It's not just part of the law. I'm going to take the part I like. 
Because that way I can do this and you don't even know that I'm a Christian. No, I've got the whole law. I might preach for about six hours here. You all ready? The whole law is expressed in one word. Is Jesus being that simplistic? Is Paul being that simplistic? Or is there more to this thing? Because you see, the tallit, it also has these fringes right on the four corners. What is it, Wayne? Teat seats. You see how they're gathered? You want to touch it? Yeah. Look how it's just strings there and it's, it's knotted. It's there for a reason. Because you see, as the law was being developed, we know about the Ten Commandments. We know about Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? Because that young man knew they had now come up with 613 commandments. All right, you ready for a quiz? Take out your paper and pens. Can you recite all of them? You see, this is why that young man was asking Jesus that day, what's the greatest? I can't keep up with 613 commandments. I've got one or two real good, but I trip all over. I didn't even know that one was there. Oh, I forgot that one. How can I, how can I have the whole law of God in my heart if I can't remember it? And it's reduced to one, man, it's a preach. You see, this is not a little thing. It is the whole thing. 613. And as they're praying, pulling out string. Yeah, I remember what that one is. I remember what that one is. Oh, what's that one? Oh, yeah. I'm going to tie a knot around that one. I'm going to hold on to that one. The whole law. If I want to get the whole law right, it's reduced to one word. I got to love James. I got to love him on Sundays, and I got to love him on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and the next Sunday. Friday. Friday. Well, I'm not going to love you that day. <laughs> it's my day off. I got to love Brenda. I got to love Tammy. I got to love Chris. Oh. I'll come back to you later. See, this stuff, it's going to get real today. The whole law that we're judged by. Can you imagine standing before our creator? I did good six days a week. I got a couple good days in a week. Can I take you to another visual? Somebody say yes. Good. When Jesus was walking through the press of that crowd, somebody reached out and touched his garment. What did they touch? That was it. She got a hold of the tzitzit. 
That's what she was reaching out for. Because the whole law is tangible right there. She tugged at that. And what changed her was the love that was emanating from him. That's why Jesus, how many other people would bump into Jesus in the crowd? He didn't make that coming. But when she reached out and she got a hold of the whole law, wrapped up in one word, love, he said, somebody's touched me. The virtue has left me and touched her. You see, love will change us. Wow. The whole law it's wrapped up in one word. Stand with me again. I'm not closing yet. I'm just getting built up. I want to read the rest of it now, beginning at verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. See, our culture has to hear this again. But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for they are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. See, you're enslaved. You're not free when that happens. Verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit... Now you're free. You're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evidence. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. Oh my goodness, it's getting rough in here. See, some of these things are acceptable to us. Rivalries. Oh my goodness. Dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and these things like these things. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. For if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. You may be seated for just a few more minutes. Isn't this a good word? How have we missed it? How did we forget it? It's the whole gospel. It's the whole law. Why is it that I've accepted certain things on that list and any of them tell me if I practice them, I will not inherit the kingdom of God? Well, I'm not going to get involved in an orgy. Bless God, I would never think of that. But now I can create strife with the best of them. Dissensions, well, you know. She deserved that. You see, this thing called love is absolutely the most powerful thing that we'll ever experience or know. 
because love is God. I've shared the next thing with you more than once. I'll share it again. There's always a new listener or somebody needs to be reminded again or activated that's been inactive. I am a believer that there are not nine fruits of the Spirit. I think there's one. For the fruit of the Spirit is love. It manifests in joy. It manifests in peace. It manifests in kindness. It manifests in self-control. I wonder how many need self-control. Don't raise your hands. Because we've got a culture that's gone crazy. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. I, 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 I. But I'm dressed in the law of God. The fruit of the Spirit. If I, whew, I'm going to get in trouble here. Pentecostals, Spirit-filled, full gospel believers can speak in tongues. Wow, it's quiet. But with that same mouth, get involved in gossip against somebody else. Something's wrong with that picture. And pastor, let's just quit. That's why that young man came to Jesus. I can't keep up with 613. I do pretty good. Well, let me tell you the greatest commandment that covers all. Love God. Love God more than that thing that I want to get involved in today. Because if it separates me from his presence, I don't need it. Fruit of the Spirit. I mean, I wonder how many of us really want joy in 22. Joy. Joy. Joy that's greater than the circumstance. Peace. How many needs peace? I need peace. How am I going to get there? I got to be a better me this year. And the only way I'm going to get there is love. You see, all these things called fruit of the Spirit, if they are nine separate or if they're one and manifest in different ways, the bottom line is this. I can't possess any of these things without the love of God. There is no joy outside of God's love. There is no peace that's lasting without the love of God. Self-control, I'll never conquer me because I'm stubborn. I'm undisciplined. I'm lazy. I'm speaking for all of us collectively, by the way. I procrastinate. I put off. I justify myself. I do so much better than most people I know. Surely God will wink at the other parts that I'm not so good at. See, all those things. Every one of us battle those things. Come on. The only way I can get there is to immerse myself in this thing called the love of God. Then this thing that we boast of having, spirit, I'm going to walk in the Spirit. If the Spirit of God truly is holy, 
Is it going to allow me to stay with me when I hate this girl, uh, Christy? No. This is why the psalmist said, Create in me a new heart, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Because if I say, no, I, I realize today I'm going to put on the armor of God. I'm going to put on the garment. I'm going to put the law of God on. And the only way I'm going to stay dressed all day long is to love. So this is where the real purpose of prayer begins. God help me. There's Eric over there. I don't like one thing about him. So God, I want you to do something that's bigger than me. Teach me how to love him. Anybody with me? See, there's something in me. I know I'm not alone in this. There's this I'm not that outward bragging guy, talks trash and smack. But when there's a challenge out there, I internalize it. And if you could get inside of me, you would hear things like, I am going to take you out. <laughs> oh, you didn't just say that, did you? The game is on. Don't put your head down over here. I know you. you just like me. I'm not saying I've mastered it. But there's been, I mean, I'll go back to Eric since I don't like him. <laughs> God, teach me how to love him. Because if I'll get your perspective on this, obviously you love him. Because Jesus, you died on a cross for every single one of us. So if I say that I don't like him, then I'm saying, God, step aside. I'm going to take your seat. Wow. Now, I'm not saying he's easy to like. Can I hear an amen? amen. <laughs> That's why you need the law of God, the love, and tie a big knot in it. And hold on, girl. Oh, I feel the spirit of preaching on me now. You know, years ago, starting out preaching, I was one of those guys I had to know how I was going to start, what I was going to say, and how I was going to end. But somewhere along the way, I said, all right, God, let's just hang in there. Let's see where we go. This is one of those times. Because it's where we all live. I want to grow up in him. I want to mature. I don't only want to know him. I want to grow in him. And I want to show his love. It's easy to love Jim Saborio. Everybody loves Jim, don't they? There wasn't too many takers on that, Jim. <laughs> but if we'll take this thing called spirit, oh, my God. Now, here, here's where I really could camp out for a while, and I'm going to make sure I don't. You'll notice on these banners in the sanctuary, ye who are spiritual. I had Aaron intentionally do it in the King James so it kind of sticks in a culture that no longer speaks in King James verbiage normally. 
King James still speaks to me at times. My father grew up with a King James Bible. When I'd hear dad pray, he always prayed in King James language. Another man that I adored in this congregation, Wayne Logan, would serve as deacon. I knew there were other deacons there. I'd always ask Wayne to pray. I wanted to hear him pray because he always prayed in the King James. Ye who are spiritual is repeated throughout the New Testament. That's us. Turn to somebody and say, he's talking about you. Anybody can hate, but ye who are spiritual, you need to love. And love your neighbor and serve your neighbor. Ye who are spiritual, restore such a one who has fallen. They can't do it for themselves. Others can't do it. It's only the law of God wrapped up in one word, love, that can restore that person. Whoo, come on, somebody. This is what makes us different. It's the love of God shining us, working through these social issues, dealing with these misunderstandings, these prejudices, these biases, these hatreds. The love of God. God, here I am. Change me. You're the potter. I'm nothing but clay in your hand. Mold me. Shape me. Press into me again. Put the heat on. Do whatever you got to do. You ever get to a place where you don't even like yourself? Then God, do for me what I can't do for me. You want to be spiritual? Stand with me. If you do, I'll quit preaching. Stand. If I truly want to be a Pentecostal, truly be a person who walks in the Spirit, that walks in sync with the Spirit's what it's saying. I like that. Not just, okay, I spoke in tongues a few times and that makes me look spiritual. No, I'm talking about the Spirit is moving and I'm keeping right up with the Spirit of God. I'm walking in alignment with the Spirit. I'm in sync with these steps. We're syncopated together. We're walking alongside each other. And any time that syncopation starts breaking apart, it's not the Holy Spirit that messed up, it's me. So I want to be a better me. You want to challenge this year? Pray that prayer. I want to be a better me, God. 